0: It's Wednesday. What up? That means it's mommy group day. <laughs> I don't know. Brandy's not sure what's happening. I was gonna
1: say hump day, but it gets old.
0: <laughs> we um, we have a really good episode today. We're talking, the main goal of the episode was to talk about patience and how to practice patience. And in the middle of it, I sort of lose my patience. <laughs> so I feel like it's really full circle. It is. Also, I feel like I can
1: really relate to this now that I have two. And Millie is a toddler, and she is thriving, and she is her own person. So now I feel like I really earned that mommy badge, as far as meltdowns and tantrums. We get into all of that, and how patience really is different at every stage. Yeah, you know, and with different people. Yeah, like our husbands, who are all the same. Sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it's a good one. Let's uh, let's get into it. All
2: right, guys. So my little ones went back to school. Yeah. And my Mila started kindergarten. I can't believe I have two kids in elementary
1: school. It's gross. That's crazy. That's so crazy. But now you're
2: free. I am. (laughs) And I really thought I'd be so happy about it. And I thought I was like, this is it. This is like what I've been waiting for. And then it came. And I think like most parents and most moms especially, I was like, what just happened? Yeah. Even though kinder for us... Is like three hours. It's, uh, yeah. Like,
0: what's the schedule like on a regular day? Our them? public
2: school changed it from three hours. It's eight thirty to eleven thirty. That's a little sunny in the background, by the way, yeah. with us. Oh, I don't know. Can
1: hear his little pterodactyl noises? Um, eight thirty to
2: eleven, or it's eight thirty to eleven thirty, which is crazy. That's it. Yeah, they do this for the first three weeks, at least our district does, because they're like it transitions pre K to kinder, and I'm like, our pre K was six hours. Like, yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. But, and then I have to pick up my son at like 1.15 or like 2.15. It's it's all over. So then twice. wait, yeah, so Wayne if for three like a, weeks
0: it's that and yes. then what's regular? Regular like, is 1.30
2: for her and 2.15 for my son. So it's ridiculous because I have to be at school within 45 minutes of each other. Is there
0: like an after care option?
2: <sighs> there is, but like it's, you have to be on the list to do it. It's 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 a whole uh, process and like not everybody gets it. And then are their schools
1: enough. close or are you just kind of like hanging out in the park no, but you like have 45 to, minutes? They're in the same
2: school now though, so it's oh. all good, yeah.
1: But, but that's weird. So she gets out and then you have 45 minutes yeah. and you're just hanging but out. But that's why it's great
2: that I have the nanny because I okay. have a nanny in the afternoon. So, like, if I have to do something, she can be on call, you know. Uh-huh. But this is exactly what, like, this literally brings oh, yeah. up for the whole idea or this whole idea that I was thinking about. I was like, you know, when I had my kids, I thought zero to three was the time where it's hell and it's crazy mm. and these guys need you nonstop. Like, what you're going through right now, Brandy. right? right? It's, like, feeding every two hours, this and that. And even... Millie, right? Still, she needs you physically. Constant attention. Are you getting into this? Are you getting into that? I thought, okay, I kind of sat down like last year, I think, and I was like, okay, both kids are five and six. I'm kind of coming out of that. Wow, like we're home free. We could, if we want, we can get a pool. We can do this. We can do that. And then I started, literally, we started school and I just started thinking about it. And I was like, gosh, these kids need me even more now more emotionally than physically but they need me yeah, in a different kind of way. In a, kind in a way. different kind wow. of capacity that almost makes it harder for me to do this whole working from home situation from doing this whole working part time and having a flexible schedule yeah because it really does weigh on me a lot of like oh my gosh I want to focus on one thing but then my mom brain chimes in every like 10 minutes because I'm realizing their schedule is insane classes are becoming harder they have so much on their plate they're exhausted they're telling me and I'm like I thought I had to be patient when they yeah. were younger, and that was different because they couldn't necessarily communicate with me what they needed, but now they can communicate, and I'm almost like, how do I how do, I do this productively, right? And also patiently. Yeah. Gosh.
0: It's, it's so – I feel you because Connor's in kindergarten now, and Blake is going to preschool where he's at kindergarten just to, like, keep things simple with one drop-off. And I know – I think I talked about this, like, on the last podcast, that, like, I'm a little overwhelmed about the idea of being, like, a – I keep saying it's like, a real mom. But I I know that's not, like, the right word. But, like, I feel like when they're little, when they're, like, you know, sunny, it's, like, they can adapt to you. They come with you everywhere. They do it. Like, you're not really needing to, like, live their life. They're living your life. They're on your schedule. They're, you know, they're just along for the ride, really. Now that there's school, it's, like, there's this other entity that's keeping me... Wow, did you guys hear that vomitorium that just hit the floor? That's sunny. Are you okay, Bubba
1: Oh, that came out of nowhere. Hi, baby. Oh, it's still coming. Oh, I'm sorry. Pause for the spit-up.
0: Yeah, we're good. We're good. On
1: mama and baby. Oh, gosh, there's so much. You know what? Ami's cleaning it up for me because it's just everywhere. <laughs> you just remember Auntie Ami, okay? Poor
0: baby. Oh, my gosh. He's so cute, though. I can't take it. Um, Yeah, like, now I keep thinking, I'm like, there's this entity being the school that's sort of going to keep me, like, what's the word? Like, um... Not on track, but like accountable. Accountable. Thank uh-huh. you.
2: Accountable, but also I hate saying this like this, but you now have to be an active school parent. Yeah, no, like like
0: I'm not. You're going to school. No, now. I can't. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I'm not that person. But you have
1: to know what the homework is. You no. have to be involved when See, they no. is it bad no. that, See, that's that my I I I thought this already, like. All the moms in my mommy and me class would always say how hard it is because the babies aren't sleeping. They have acid reflux. Like, they're teething. All these baby issues. And I would always look at these moms and be like, what are you talking about? Like, this is the easy part. Like, I'm yeah. freaking out when Millie's old enough to, like, not get invited to a party. And I've, I've right. said this before. Maybe I have issues about that. We'll talk about it in the next episode. But <laughs> um, I never got invited to parties. But, like, all the emotional things. And yeah. their social life. And their feelings. And algebra. Like, I don't even remember my multiplication. So... Yeah. I'm sorry. I just I have been dreading that. <sighs> Can I tell you guys something yeah. just to
2: kind of veer off for a second? I was at my pediatrician's office and we were talking about this because I started hearing about a lot of stories about how girls act, you know, girls, the mean girlness comes out at <gasps> like 3rd grade and it's just it becomes very evident like who's nice, who's not. Yeah. But the more interesting thing that I found from what her observations were as a doctor hanging out and also Uh, mingling with a lot of these parents in a more professional setting was she was like it's crazy how Big Little Lies is all of this community really is what? in that in that she's like, you see that a lot of these parents own insecurities and what they oh, yeah. weren't able to do when they were younger is coming out in these kids. And she's like, it builds and breeds. Like the dance
1: moms that are forcing yeah, their daughters to be cheerleaders. Kind of. <laughs> but
2: she's like, it breeds this level of insecurity and anxiety in the parents almost, where it's like, it's it doesn't matter if it's their first day of first grade or fifth grade, yeah. it's yours. And they take it to heart. And it's almost like, well, how come she didn't, you know, like, obviously joking, Brandy, about, like, not being invited somewhere. Yeah. But it's almost like, how come it's, like, the second week of school and my daughter was invited
0: to this party and right. this and
2: that. But it's crazy. And I'm like... <gasps> See, it's
0: interesting. I wonder if that's the reason I feel like this. And I don't know if maybe I'm, like, missing... Like, I don't remember things accurately. But I was a good student when I was younger. And I was just super independent. So, like, I did my school projects on my own. I did my homework on my own. I mean, I know there was a chunk of time where I obviously couldn't. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know that that must be true. But my parents were not... With sitting with me helping me do my homework it was my responsibility I was the one in school not them so I think that's why I feel this little bit of like lack of patience when it comes to Connor in a new school because I'm just like this isn't my job this is your job. like like I don't I really and I know that's probably bad but I really don't feel that way I do not feel like it is my job to sit and do homework mm-hmm. it's his job to do his homework and if he can't do it like, I understand then that I there's that a responsibility to teach him, for him to learn, but, it, like, I don't think that every night I should have to sit there and be like, let's do your homework. That's your responsibility. So, like,
2: what if he does that, right? And maybe kindergarten's not exactly the best yeah, time, but, like, let's easy. say in third grade he yeah. does it, and grades start mattering, yeah. or start to mattering. mattering. <laughs> they start mattering. They start mattering. Let's say they start to matter. Um, do you then feel like at any point that you should, like, start taking accountability for that and saying,
0: like, okay... No, see, and again, this could be really bad, but, like, to me, there's two options there. One is, if you're trying and those are your grades, those are your grades. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna... Fake better grades because I'm actually doing your homework. Are you a C, you're a C student? No, I agree. Okay, you're a C student. <laughs> oh my god. Like,
1: no, but I am not you... sit
0: there and do his homework oh and then god. say, Great, you're an A student. No, I'm an A no, student. Like, I no, I don't think do you should do thing. his homework. I, so no, like, no, no, no. But a tutor, like I would get yeah. him a tutor. Okay, like, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Sitting there and doing it, I don't agree with. But supplementing. It's not, yeah. But saying you need more help, that's different. You need more help to learn this information. You're you take a little bit more of a personal approach. You need a tutor. But can I tell you what that does?
2: That opens a can of worms. And this is from what I've learned with having like siblings with the older kids is that what happens is, is that if, if you do get set up in that situation where then a tutor is involved, right, you're paying this person to come in and help your child. And then what, what's sort of advised is, okay, now we need them to practice this more at home. Right. And yeah. it's. Not necessarily your responsibility, but I take it upon myself to be like, okay, so we have to practice this, right? So, like, for instance, I'm having my kids learn our native tongue, right? So they're doing Hindi classes. And so on Mondays they do it and they love it, but they have to do homework for it. And that's outside of their regular homework as well as, like, Kumon and other stuff, right? So I make sure we do that, not them, because I feel like I'm the one who's making them do that class. So I feel like it's this weird kind of, like,
0: I'm the one, me... I wouldn't do the Hindi class because I wouldn't want to do it for I, just, oh I still
1: can't get over Orly saying, well, you're a C student. Like, that's just what you are.
0: No, oh No, God. and I think that's what I'm saying. That's because I got good grades for myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it for anybody else. So I don't relate to the idea that, like, you struggle and if your parents push you hard enough, you can... I don't relate to that because that wasn't me. That but wasn't that's my that's where the
2: patience really plays a part and yeah, where you F really patience. test it. I no, mean, but that's where it's tested because yeah. when you realize these people who you created yeah. are not like you, and yes. yet we still have yet to... All of us have yet to really embrace that or even understand it fully because yeah. there's still so much of us in them right a lot of what they do and choose to do is because we do it because they look up to us so much but it will be interesting no, when they are 10 As and they get 12 older, yeah they don't like let's say you do implement that right where it's like all right if you want to be a c student be a c student and then connor's not like uh i'm gonna go study my butt off to yeah. make sure this happens and if he's just like cool okay then you know it'll be interesting at that point to see like yeah what are we... I
0: guess I guess what's hard and this is we're veering off a little bit in a, in a different topic but I do find it super interesting is that like again I she's see...
1: so mean huh
0: oh you're the worst if all the
1: if, if mommies are listening right now I'm just kind of speechless no I, like, I think it's you know what I will say I, I needed my dad to sit with me and help me through math right but
2: you know what Brand uh, you know what Brandy? I think Orly's yeah. just kind of actually communicating what a lot of people think sometimes in the back of their heads but they don't want to admit to it like I'll tell you I don't don't want to do homework I also don't
1: want to listen to Baby Bum Bum and all these nursery rhymes like it's torture for me like today I was just thinking like oh my god this is the worst part of parenting I do not like cartoons I don't like Disney movies I don't like any of it and it's I don't want it I don't I don't know I just don't want to hear it I don't want to sing along Yeah. Um, and when Millie's old enough to do math, oh my gosh, it's going to be such a struggle. I mean, that's going to yeah. be. Yeah.
0: I think I think the thing for me, I guess, where it all comes down to is like taking ownership on who you are and what matters to you. And I just that's where I feel like it comes down to is like if. I don't know. And that's a learning that I'm going to have to go through is, like, at what age do those things start to present themselves? And at what age are you basically pushing your kids into learning those habits? Like, well, because I was always like that, I felt like that's always who I was. And so I had... My parents had the confidence in me to know that I would take care of myself, that I was able to take care of myself. I was an independent person. You know, my dad, when I moved to New York at 19, my dad's like, Orly takes care of Orly. She's good. Like, she'll be good. And I, and what you're saying is interesting is my kids might not be that way. They might be completely opposite and they'll need more help. And it's going to be a lesson in patience for me to learn how to say, okay, you are not me. I don't want to force them. I, I, I don't know. I struggle a lot with, like, I don't want to force them into something that they that don't care not, about. Yeah, they right. don't have to go to college if they, don't want to, if they don't want to go to college. Like, I'm not going to force them into those things. What do you care about? you got to fight, like, tooth and nail for the things that you care about.
1: Well, a wise That's mom, Aurelie uh, Shani, once said oh, on this podcast, Jesus. if they can, they should. So I think, I think. You did say and that. And also, you said that Connor, who's her oldest, is old enough to know the repercussions of. His actions. So he loves playing baseball and hockey. I mean, it just might be one of those things where you have to correlate homework to practice, yeah, to practice. And I think, and
2: I, but what I love about this again, our space is that it does bring about very different perspectives. Because for me, that without question is like, no, there's no such thing as a C student. You know what I mean? Because that's just the way I grew up. And it's like, if you're not coming home with A's, what are you doing wrong? What am I doing wrong, right? That, to me, is a reflection on me. Like, why are you coming home with those C's? Do you guys watch Real
0: Housewives of Orange County? Yeah, he is. Okay. Did you guys see the (laughs) one the other night when the new woman, Bronwyn, is out to dinner with... I didn't see that one yet. What's uh. the What's the one that just lost all the weight and got the divorce? Oh, um,
2: De yeah. no, 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 not Uh um, The blonde. The blonde.
0: Okay, whatever. I can't remember her name right now. I but know, why when I can't the two wait. of them were sitting there talking, and she was talking about how she had this perfect A student, and she was like the star student, and she was the you know she excelled at dancing, and everything she did was the best, and they pushed her to have the best grades, and everything was about that. And then you know the girl developed OCD and went to New York Shannon. for dance. Shannon, thank yeah. you. Went to New York for dance and lost like 25 pounds because she had like an eating disorder, all this stuff like she was really struggling. And so she's like all of a sudden like none of it mattered. School didn't matter, the grades didn't matter, like her health mattered, was she happy. But that's, that's a bigger issue
1: where, you know, looking on the outs from the outside looking in, she probably had a control issue because she couldn't control other things that were going on at home. So her daughter was only controlling what she could. I mean, all of these behaviors are patterns like Yeah. There were probably so many warning signs and red flags that her daughter was on her way to having a disorder.
0: Yeah, maybe. in all
1: of those other actions, I think. Yeah.
0: No, I'm sure it's true. I just... It's it's just... It's interesting. I think
1: I fall in between both of you because school was so hard for me, but I still got A's and B's. But I worked my butt off. Like, in college, oh my gosh, I would try so hard. I would go you know get a tutor i would stay in the library i mean but i always made either all a's or a's and 1 b and it's because i worked so hard at it like it didn't come naturally that, that to me that that kind
2: of pay, like if my when my kids come home uh-huh. and they don't perform the way i want them to perform or the way i think they should perform but i see what they're doing and how hard they're working at it i have a no but pr- i'm actually more proud of that moment it's when my kids and when my t- patience is really tested, when some, one of them comes home with these math homework from Kumon, and I'm like, really? You're just sitting here. You're diddling, dad, you know, you're yeah. not doing your work. And for 20 minutes, you did this When In 10 minutes, you could have finished it, and you could have been playing something else. You know what I mean? That, to me, when there's no focus and there's no actual. I
1: think all I care <sighs> about, I about is like if my kid tries their hardest, and they are a C student, then I'm going to acknowledge the fact that they tried their hardest. Those
2: kids are the ones that I know now that are very successful at what they do and whatever they're doing right now. The ones that put in the time and the effort and really put in the blood, sweat, and tears and performed maybe not to the highest potential that, you know, necessarily school gave them or whatever standards they were at, but have found their own path with whatever it is they're doing entrepreneurially or anything like that. So I look at that also as, like, the reason I want – I guess – for me, the biggest thing around that, when you talk about like, if he's gonna be a C student, he's gonna be a C student, is more that I wanna let them know that I'm here if they need the help, and I'm gonna push you to try your hardest because those are characteristics that I feel like we owe
0: to them to teach, right? Yeah, and I, y- yes, absolutely. I wanna clarify one thing. When I said if you're gonna be a C student, you're gonna be a C, I, what I mean is if you're okay with being a C student, yeah. that's on you. This is your life we're talking about. Like, that's on you. I want, in my mind, I want to instill them with the desire to wanna be an A student, not that I'm sitting there tooth and nail through right. every piece of homework. Yeah. You should care enough to sit here and do it. And you need some help. Call me. I'll come and help you. But I'm not going to sit here six inches from your face yeah. and go through everything. That's me doing your homework. Learn how to be a self-starter. Do it, man. Do it on your own. Like, that's the thing. If you if they... So, to me, that's it. It's not like I would be like, oh, that's great. My yeah. kid makes these... But it's like... I want them to want it. I don't want to want it for that you them. I think you can
1: set up that environment in your home. Like yeah. setting the expectation of what you expect from your kids... And whether it's, you know, when we get home, we always put our book bag in the same spot, we get our snack, and we go immediately to the dining room table, and we start our homework. Yeah. Like, these are all patterns, I feel like, and expectations you can create so that you're, you don't become a parent that has to sit there and go through right. every single question right. and read it out loud and so forth. I mean, that's the kind of parent I want to be. Like, I have no interest in doing that. That sounds yeah. horrible. Yeah. Like, I don't want to redo school. I hated school. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. That's interesting, though. It is
0: such a... I mean, my (laughs)
2: gosh. The whole thing, like it... But Orly, you were talking about, which I thought was really interesting, about exercising patients just like because you work from home, which I thought was super interesting because that's what I do,
0: too. It is brutal. I feel like because... So, more and more now, too. Like, the more that I'm trying to do YouTube stuff, the more that I'm trying to, like... And your show
1: was on hiatus, so this summer you've been at home more. Yeah,
0: exactly. We were off for all of August, and so then for these last, like, two weeks or whatever, before the kids, you know, went back to school, there was this, like, chunk of time... And so I'm home a lot and I've got the computer, which is, you know, we have one big room. We don't have a huge house. So we have the room that's the kitchen, the dining room, the living room, like everything's in one sort of big open concept room, including my desk with my computer, which is where I edit, which is where I do everything. And because I don't have a set schedule and I haven't created for myself set hours, I never feel like I'm off work and I never feel like I'm officially on. So I'm Mm -hmm. always stuck in between feeling guilty that I'm not more present and attentive and playful with the kids and then when I am doing it I feel overwhelmed by the amount of work that I'm not getting accomplished and so I find myself I do I mean obviously you guys can tell we're talking just a little bit about patience because we have so many things going on in our lives that are testing it right now and to me that's the thing like I feel like I need advice on how to balance it better because my home is my office which makes me feel like I'm never not working
2: and I think that's an interesting topic you bring up especially for a lot of stay-at-home moms that do try and work flexibly or part-time in that you know people bring up like oh you should go to a WeWork and it's like yeah but then what do I do with my kids although I do know that there are some of those WeWorks that have like um yeah like that do have childcare, but still it's It's hard, right? Because the whole idea is, why can't I just leave home without it being such a production? But even
1: stay-at-home moms that are like, I need to empty the dishwasher, and then I need to sweep the floor and mop the floor, and, like, I have things I need to do today before tomorrow. What would you do? I think everyone needs to let go. Like, there are so many things that we cannot control that you have to just let go because that is what we've decided as being, you know, we've decided that because we're parents. I think that's interesting you said that. Me
2: and my husband, my husband journals a lot, and I commend him for that because I'm just not a journaler. But um, his theme this month has been all about letting go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's so smart. It's really, I feel like, yeah. it's therapeutic. Like the, the
1: work thing, I think we have to set up boundaries. Like, you need to schedule your work hours, which I think you just mentioned. Yeah, I need Seeing to. Seeing if there's t- some type of physical boundary that you can set up for yourself and your kids that they know. But she said. But you also have to be – you have to live up to the promise, too, that when you're not working, you're not working. Yeah. That's, you know, because yeah. – but I also feel like you have – like, you know, all of us that are listening, we know you enough that this is who you are. Like, you – You're go, go, go. Yeah. You don't stop. If you are doing something that's not work-related and you feel like it's just, like, frivolous, fun time – in your head you're clicking how many minutes you could have been editing or shooting. Like that's yeah. just who you are. So I feel like you have to like no. separate mom time to orally professional time to orally wife time. And just commit to it.
2: But I think you're right in that letting it go. Like when you were talking about – earlier earlier I was talking about like if, you know, you're at home and Connor and Blake are home and they're like, okay, can we go play outside? And you're like, no, this is my time to work right now. I have to. Yeah,
0: you guys can go play outside. Right. I, I can't come. But I yeah. think
2: that that's almost taking a little bit of Brandy's advice and being like, let it go. Like, okay, fine, you know what? This is going to have to wait. These are the times where <clears> – <throat> excuse me – I feel like being that mom – uh, that mom role, which is really like you're the first one to get up and you're the last one to go to bed. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like, all right, if I'm going to take this half hour and go play with them outside, it just means I'm going to be up for half an hour later after they go to sleep. That's or like when your video is uploading,
1: yeah, can you, you know, go do that? Or is there a way that you can do both while, you, like, when things are not actually happening? Especially since you do a lot of stuff on your computer. So I would while love advice uploaded while
0: Yeah, I think my friend Drama talked about how he created, like, he creates a schedule for himself. I think he just used, like, Google Calendar or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that he created a schedule within, like, 20-minute increments. And so that it was, like, first thing when he gets to the office, well, even at morning, so he'll have, like, a 20-minute meditation session. Like, he schedules everything. But it'll be, like, 30 minutes of emails. And then he does not go back to his emails until the next email block 4 hours later so that it's so that he's not randomly distracted when an email so comes So I in don't
1: and, have notifications on my phone
0: Yeah so that's remember. another
1: thing. You know, like, I don't know if anyone's listening, but, like, yeah. I don't know when I get a DM on Instagram. I don't know when I get a new Yo, email. I, I to don't go do that either. Either. Okay, I go good. crazy. Yeah. So I think that's a really good yeah. thing just to say. But I out. do love that, and I do feel yeah. like the most productive people. I need people, to do that. Because
2: I wonder how sometimes my husband gets as much as he gets done in 24 yeah. hours, and he is early to bed, and he's early to rise, but he gets so much done in the, you know, 12 yeah. hours he is working, and I've seen his schedule, and he does exactly that, what you were saying about drama. And minute I, by minute. It, it seems crazy because I don't think I'm as... I can't, I, that's too yeah. organized for my life, like thirty minutes of this and that. But I do see how that can be so ridiculously effective.
0: Yeah, I mean, even for him, like, granted, he, you know, he's running a brand and he's a he's a you know, uh, public persona and all that. So social media is a big thing for him. And even the same, he has his social media limits to like twice a day for twenty minutes, and he has a separate phone that has social media on it that he only keeps in his car. And so if he wants to go, so when he's at, at the office during wow. the day and he wants to be on social media. If it is within his time frame, he needs to go into the garage in his car. No, he has a girlfriend, but he doesn't have kids, and he'll go and he'll sit and he does his twenty minutes, and he puts the phone away and he goes back to the office. So I do feel like I need something like that because this hasn't always been a problem. I felt like, but because of YouTube, and now that I'm editing YouTube Mm -hmm. on my own, where I used to have a videographer, they shoot, they edit, they do all of it. Now I really feel like I want to get ahead. So okay, I finished editing and up and uploaded my video that will go live on Friday, but I still have two more that I shot. And if I could start editing them now, then next yeah. week doesn't have to be so crazy. And then...
1: But the next week's always crazy, right?
0: Yeah. Can I ask you a question exactly. though?
2: Why don't you have like, was it worth getting rid of that person that could do all that for you? Because right now it I'm in the mo- position where I think I want to get someone that can do that for you. It
0: was more work because I was trying to convey exactly what I wanted. Yeah. 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 It was just easier for me to do yeah. it. Um, I also feel like you are deadline
1: based, so this might be good for you. For example, like I'm the kind of – my house is always a mess. But if I know someone's stopping by, you best believe I pretend I'm on Amazing Race. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. And the house is spick and span. Like I just figure it out and I, I put everything away. So sometimes I, I play this game with myself. I'm like, oh, my God, it's 1130. Okay, what can I accomplish by noon yeah, so like that, that I'm back on track before it's lunchtime or before I need to go? Um, and those things just make me feel good. Like, there's so many things that I do because I know that it'll make my head feel clearer yeah. and I'll be more productive if stuff is put away or whatever. But you are a deadline person, so maybe you start that.
0: Yeah, I think I need like, to. Like, timing
1: out your day.
0: Sometimes it's like I don't realize. That's why I know I've said so many times I'm so like, appreciative for this. But, like... Sometimes I don't feel like I see or hear things clearly until like I say it out loud to you guys and then I like can hear it a little bit better and of course it's like
1: putting a mirror in front of us and we're getting mad and they're like, Did I really look and sound that ugly?
0: Yeah.
2: Which by the way, guys, I have to admit that because we, you know, do a lot of stuff on camera and I do film YouTube videos and a lot of times I'll have the kids with me. I was doing like a makeup thing the other day and I had um, the kids, they were just, it was summertime. So like they've been at the house and they just kept running in, running in. And I was like getting frustrated, visibly frustrated with them. And I went back and was like viewing the footage while I was editing it. And I was mortified at like how I was acting towards them. Uh, But it actually made me think of like, it's a great way to practice patience because I was like, what am I doing? Why am I getting so mad at them? All they want to do in their little five and six-year-old brains, is be with mom. Yeah. And want to understand what mom's doing. And why can't I come in and say hi to mom? You know, even if it's every two minutes, why can't I do yeah, it? Yeah. And I was just like, I wanted to literally run in and give them both hugs because I was just like, oh, my God. But it, it's
1: exactly what you said. But that's cool, like seeing yourself. Seeing yourself, yeah. right? Like
2: videotaping yourself. I know it sounds crazy, creepy, but like sometimes even yeah. playing back stories or whatever it is. But people, I say that because maybe a lot of listeners are not actually people that – are savvy to Instagram stories or videotaping themselves, but it is an interesting tool to sometimes keep yourself in check a little bit. Yeah. Well,
1: one thing that, and I've mentioned this before, but not in this way. When Mr. A and I did our, our pre-marriage counseling together, we did some exercises talking about how we were raised and how our parents were. And I realized that there were so many things, I love my parents, but there were so many things that they did that I never wanted to be like. And one of them was the way that volume and yelling was just so normal in mm-hmm. our house. But for me, when people, and I'm yelling right now because I'm excited, but when people this get mad yelling? at each other. You're not yelling. But I'm saying yeah. like when,
0: not yelling.
1: when there's yelling, I immediately just get so freaked like out. Like retreat. And like if anyone starts using cuss words, like I am just starting to, you know. So I'm the kind of person that when we did these exercises, I realized, wow, I don't want to be the kind of parent that raises my voice, that yells, that uses like scare tactics to yeah. get at my kids. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't want to do that. No. And I feel like part of... How's your husband with that? He's the same way. He's kind of like... Even keel. Like, just not... Well, actually, no. Let me call him out for a second. Mr. A, like, has, like... Gets more of a temper than I do as far as... Yeah, yeah. Getting riled up, yeah. Yeah, he gets... Yeah, he gets a little fired up. Um... And then I remind him, you're creating the environment that we don't want in our home right now. And then you touch him. And yes. And, and then you And you touch then the knees, power of touch.
0: And then make eye contact <laughs> while you express. So have you had yet? Because I know Millie is still only two. So she's probably hasn't like She's almost tested. 25 months. No, I can't. Okay. <laughs> Damn it, Phyllis. Um, she probably hasn't pushed oh. your boundaries or the level of your patience in the same way that I feel like. Maybe ours have because they're a little older. She
1: has. She's a toddler, of course she has. But like, it, I think
2: more
0: so in the toddler sense, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. What happens? What's your physical, bodily, everything reaction when your patience is tested to the point that you lose it? So, Do you?
1: So often I will be like, Argh! like I will make some type of physical me. like sound, and sometimes like I've had to pick her up, put her in a, the crib because that's somewhere safe. Mm-hmm. Give her a book, and I have to walk away. Yeah. Because I can I can control the environment. I can control where we are, you know, at home. Does she get it? Is Um, she crying? Or is she like... No, no. And here's the thing, if you guys follow me on stories, I've actually made the crib such a great sanctuary for her as far as sleep and then a reading place. So it's not like I'm punishing her. She just thinks like, oh, I get a moment and I'm going to read. I mean, some people might watch this happen and think she's getting um, praised for something because like, oh, you get to go in your room and there's your toys and everything. But sometimes I have to remove myself from the situation. Yeah,
0: it's about you as well. Um,
1: I do feel like if I stay calm and stay like as a safe parent and explain everything, and I explain it like I would to an adult, yeah, like why that made me upset or disappointed me, and I talk through it, that makes me feel better, whether she's absorbing it. Like, for example, she's a big girl. She knows um, to go to the bathroom on the potty. But again, she's two, so she's still learning. And the other day she um, went to the bathroom and then decided to get off the toilet and sat down and got like potty on the floor and then ran because she thought it was funny. And I wanted to lose it because poor Sonny was crying in the other room and like just all of a sudden everything is loud and escalated. Yep. But I had to stay calm because she's just being a kid, being silly, and I'm getting worked up because the sound of a crying baby. Mm -hmm. But if Sonny wasn't there... I would have probably just, like, gone through the steps of what we do when we go potty. Yeah. We don't get off. Mommy needs to take care of you first. And then we go get our big girl underwear or whatever. So, um, in that moment, I was just explaining but exactly what I But this is what I'm saying. That's real life, right? Like, yeah.
2: especially with more than one kid. That's, that's yes. the part that is so hard for me to wrap my head around. I can read all these articles. I can, like, have people tell me all these things. But and I, I can... realized
1: that I was getting worked up, or I could have gotten more worked up because... Of what I was hearing, like right. Millie doesn't even flinch when Sunny is like losing it.
2: You know, he's turning into a no, tomato. No, right, but so like, how do you? That's what I'm saying yeah. though, because, like, again, I feel oh. like the kids really vibe up, oh. vibe off of what yeah. we're giving them, right? So, like, if we're physically frustrated or anxious, how how do you stop that? Because, like, I've had it to times where it's like literally both of them on me yeah. crying for the same thing, and I'm like, yes. you guys stop. And I've tried, and I'm like, you guys need to stop. You know, like in a very mm-hmm. calm voice, and it's like it doesn't go through. So, and so sometimes
1: like I do the opposite. So for example, when she is putting, like splashing water outside the tub, instead of saying, stop putting water outside the tub, Millie, stop, stop, stop. I say, the water stays inside the tub. Or that's not how mommy- Instead of stop. Yeah, that's not how we do a bath. Um, and then I'll just, dis- power of distraction. Can you grab me the A? Because we have like letters in the bathtub. Can you grab me the letter B? Let's sing a song. So distracting her so that I'm not focused on the negative behavior. Instead, I'm highlighting an ex- expected behavior that I want. That's actually
2: a very good point because I did after, and you, Brandy, brought mm-hmm. up an amazing thing in your stories a few days yes. ago. Oh, yeah. I'll have to read it for Which you guys if amazing. you're not following
1: Mommy Group Pod on Instagram because we shared this, and maybe we'll save it in highlights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so on Handling Tantrums, I wrote, children never ever choose the meltdown or any anxiety-related behavior in the same way that you, as an adult, would never ever choose to have a meltdown in front of your family, colleagues, or friends. So in a child, a meltdown is not a choice. It's a byproduct of a brain that isn't coping with something. Right? They're frantic. That brain needs to be showered in love, compassion, and safety, not punishment, fear, or shame. And I wrote, be kind, stay calm, because so much of their behavior is, is based on how we react to their behavior. You know, they yeah. act how we react. It's a powerful,
2: powerful statement. Yes. Because after I read that, I, I thought about it, and I actually used your tactic, I mean, just the mm-hmm. idea of staying calm. And I did that, and I, I did exactly what you said. What you do with Millie is sometimes distract her. And I yes. did that with the kids. And, I mean, it works at any age, right? You yeah. can kind of divert the the tone of what's happening. And I did that with my son, and I realized, wow, it's such a powerful tool. Like, kind of just... Yep. Talk it through but in a different way and just take it somewhere else. Because you
1: guys have children that are older, what I would suggest is, like, distract them, you know, that moment passed. And then when you're having your time with them before bed, then everyone's calm, no one's heated. You can have that takeaway lesson with them.
2: Bedtime is usually always when I get the most out of my kids. It's the best. I get like, you know, it's verbal diarrhea about everything that happened in school and just how they're feeling. And it's, it's
1: but something that I read on Instagram too, just to go along with tantrums and meltdowns is the assumption that a children, that a child's intent is to manipulate and trigger us is at the root of much of our anger, frustration, and inability to respond to them peacefully.
0: True. And I think that was it. Like when I read that, Mm -hmm. I was like screenshot it, saved it. And was just like, it's interesting because I think it is, you, you get distracted and busy with life. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel like you can be as patient or as present about these like mindful interactions at every turn. Yeah. Sometimes you're just like,
1: This is life. We're doing. I said no. Yeah.
0: Get yourself. Like, let's go. Like, sometimes you just, like, feel like you lose it because you're like, I don't have the patience for this, like, perfect mindful moment every time. But that, to me, what I thought was so good about it is that it's like a blanket. It's like an umbrella over all the moments where you're like, just remember that when they're acting that way, something is going on. Mm -hmm. And even, like, just to think about even, like, with our own friendships. We have friendships with people that sometimes behave in a way that you're like, even just to think, like... They're not... Something's going on with them right now. Like, to, just to practice even a little bit more compassion with other people, not only our kids. But I just thought it was so interesting because I would have never thought of it that way. And, like, even Blake right now, she's she's so much easier than Connor as far as, like, tantrums were ever concerned. But she'll just get really upset about something, like, random, and it makes no sense. And because she's been so much easier, I forget that she's only... Or not even four and I'll be like Blake stop that doesn't what are you doing and then you realize this isn't a big deal she's like, we've been here
2: for four years and then I'm like
0: and then I'm like because she just doesn't so she mm-hmm. seems like a little grown up to me sometimes and then she'll have this meltdown and I'm like what are you doing that's like, how I feel about oh it. like, like, wait like, I have I to remember I also
2: think I'm really interested like Brandy what you feel Millie, about boys and lady? girls yeah oh. well no because I do think like it's interesting boys and girls are very different also mm-hmm. the way they act and like how Millie's probably super nurturing mm-hmm. and like motherly towards Sunny you know like Rion was like, all right, send her back now. Yeah. yeah I mean, obviously, I've I've had enough. <laughs> it is really awesome to see also, like, them be older brothers, but it is very interesting to see how boys and a- girls yeah. tantrum differently, react totally. differently. It's, it's really interesting. I think it would be super cool to have, like, a, a child expert or something about around, you know, how to oh deal God, with we need tantrums. All I know. Well,
1: I know that we're, we're going to go through some takeaways and stuff about yes. meltdowns and tangents, but I did want to say something about – you're fine. A children child's behavior. Um, just think about, like, your child's behavior. Is what they're doing making you angry, or is it your your story? Like, do you have an issue? And a lady that I follow and love, and I've gone to some of her parenting conferences, something that she always talks about is separating your story from their story. I love that. And this can be deep, guys. This can be so Mm -hmm. deep. We can talk about all the baggage that each of us bring to every relationship, whether it's our spouse or our children, but simple. Just picture this, like your story, and let's say your kids are taking forever to get out the door. The issue is not they're taking forever because they don't know what shoes they want. The issue is probably you're late because you're late or because you're having anxiety about a meeting at work or because you had a fight with your spouse and you're upset about it. I mean, there are so many things that have nothing to do with our children that we um, bounce off of them or that we project onto them when they're just trying to be kids. Like, this happened the other day. Millie is you know, trying to figure out what shoes she wants to wear because I let her take all the time in the world to choose what shoes she wants and she wants to put them on herself and stuff and I was getting frustrated. And then I realized, like, I'm frustrated because I didn't allot more time for the way that I choose to parent. Because I do let yeah, Millie right. choose the shoes she wants. And I know that it sometimes takes 10 minutes. And she wants to strap them on herself and all yeah. that other stuff. Um, and so yeah. it's just thinking about, like, separating your story from your kid's story. Which, which actually then goes in with some of the
2: sort of tools or methods that you can do to lead, to help with patients. Yeah. Which, which we is, all mean. Yeah. Which one of them, you know, I think resonates with all of us and can with a lot of you guys listening too, but starting 15 minutes early, right? If you do yes. have a different, if you do have a different method of how you parent and if you do want your kids to be more independent and you do want Millie to be able to pick her own shoes mm-hmm. and lace
1: them and, or just allotting for, like, extra things that exactly. come up. You do have to. But that's exactly why I Like, you I tell saying, your kid to grab their backpack, yeah. but they're five, and they're going to forget because they got
2: distracted I going outside. I have gotten so angry about that so many times, <laughs> and I catch myself, and I'm like, it is not fair that I am getting so upset mm-hmm. that he did not go upstairs and instead, you know, to get his backpack, instead came down with, like, five baseball cards. Yeah. It's like.
1: It's not his fault. Like, but it's hard. It kind of is what you just said, Orly, about Blake just being so mature. I think about that with Millie. Like, I really think of her as, like, this old lady, old soul. And I feel like we've had such a strong connection ever since she was little, you know, or, like, even in utero, that I can just count on her for things. Yeah. You know, like, I trust her and I respect her. And then when she does something that's totally age appropriate, I'm like, "You were frustrated with it. Oh yeah. my god, this yeah. is so dumb. She's two years old. Like, why would I be? Why expecting- would I
0: expect that? Twenty five months, to be clear, yeah. Phyllis. me um, no. yeah. about patience. Tell me, tell us. I just skipped outside for two seconds because. So we have a sitter today. You did a sitter, babysitter. Yeah. To watch the kids because we were going to be recording and I had errands to run or whatever, but Mike was off. But I was like, well, you know, what? I already, I already booked the sitter, so I don't want to like cancel on her, and it's fine. So I was like, we're going to be at our house recording from like three to five thirty, six, something like mm. that. So I had the sitter come a little later, and then I said, why don't just I'll have them go to the park, and then when they get back, babe, you'll be here and just take them go in the pool, play in the guest house, whatever. It's almost five o'clock, and he's going to the gym. I knew you were going to say he's going to the gym.
1: <laughs> and Look, he's like,
0: I, he's like, what time do you need me back? I'm like, now. You're like, you this is the time when you were like, supposed to be. I'm like, Hook. what have you like, been doing? What was he doing? Oh my God, typical. I could man. hear him. My, so my husband's a police officer. I could hear him cle- with his gun, cleaning his gun. Because <laughs> what the clicking was in the other room. But I'm like, but it's been Sorry, the motion ahead. she
1: was just doing, you could really think he's cleaning a different kind of gun. <laughs> a
0: different, kind, <laughs> a different of gun. kind of gun. But like, like a different that, kind like of shooter. just now, like when he was like, looking at me going, what time? And he wanted me to, like, Just give him like a quick thing, and I just like got I like got up and walked away and went outside, and I'm like, Mr. A has
1: done this specifically about the gym. I'm like, dude. Why haven't you left already, homie? Or it's look at the clock.
0: Yes. Now now he's like, it's all right. I'll just run. And I'm like,
1: no. Go to the gym. Then they make you feel guilty. I I won't do my class. It's it's fine. fine. Guys, guys, remember
0: your story
2: and their story. No, my story (laughs) was (laughs) listen
0: to me, my love. I need you back by this time. I will say,
2: this brings up a great topic because we do have some ideas on how to practice patience, but I will say I would like to get into some stories with husbands too because I do (laughs) think it's a big part of this, especially for our ladies that are listening that don't have kids yet like you know, I think that is probably the biggest lesson is how, he, finish how to finish to with your partner. Like, yeah. I, so who wants to go first? We, we. I mean, I mean I, that was a great example. This and is I a
1: think perfect example. And
0: this is this is one of those things. Like, rate. what's
1: also great is we're here to see this was, <laughs> unfold. We yeah. saw and poor Mike. Like, he has his gym bag. He has the yeah. sweetest smile. You know, and you could tell he's petrified. He's like, oh, he just so has his gym gonna, bag. He's like, okay, one. like he doesn't say anything. He's like pantomime and like, okay, babe, yeah, i yeah, gonna go to the gym and then. You uh, see Orly where? get up,
2: she's like, one second, I'll be
1: right back. Yeah, <laughs> and I get up outside and, and I'm like,
0: huh? What? What? Where? The, the, the thing, when I lose my patience with Mike, it is usually when I feel like he doesn't pay attention to the information I've already given him. And it's like, it's That's every
1: more work from, man. Every that's man. what's hard.
0: We had this trip planned to go to Big Bear with my family and i was really excited because we pretty much always go anytime we do a vacation we really just go to new york and i love it and it's an absolute blast but we don't really get a vacation as a couple we've talked about this on the show before so big bear is a place that we went as kids all the time growing up here and it was one of my favorite places and somehow we've never been i've never taken mike the kids have never gone which is insane yeah so me and my sister and her husband and their kids and us rented a house put forever coordination of what's Mike's work schedule what days is he off does he definitely not have overtime what's going on we finally book the days we go back and forth to Airbnb Mm -hmm. finally book the Airbnb everything is set we get a boat for a few hours we're wakeboarding we're gonna do the whole thing the day we get back from New York I'm like exhausted completely beat I'm sitting outside drinking coffee and he's like what do we have this week and I was like I don't know like we got Connor's, like, orientation thing. And we've got, like, I-, I don't know. And he's like, all right. He doesn't really, like, say anything more. He doesn't tell me why he's asking. He doesn't, like, push. He's just like, oh, okay. okay. I'm thinking he's like, you know, what do we, like, do I have anything? Like, am I forgetting something this week? Or... So I'm, and I'm clearly not really focused on it. I'm like, I don't know, orientation. He comes back and he goes, I picked up an overtime shift for this weekend. For Friday. <sighs> and he's like, wait, is that when we go to Big Bear? Oh. And I was like, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. And he's like. Oh shoot! And I'm like, can you call back and say was like after just taking eight days off to go to New York? No, and I'm like, is okay. this a joke? Yeah. So, like, so that's it. He's working. No. Wait. So we. tour is over. No, he's gonna drive. He's up gonna separately? drive up afterwards, and he'll well, be there separately? for one day. That's so sweet. You're kidding. But I seriously like I the whole oh, day so I was sad. so mad because yeah. I'm like, you, like I did all of that work. Do you guys to have breakfast. a family calendar? I've asked him to put his work schedule on like a Google one, and he like doesn't. No, does no, no. It You guys,
1: we have a family calendar. What does
0: it look like? Is it's it just digital? On, yes, it's just
1: my iPhone, and I send my husband invites for every. Yeah, we thing. do that too. But I need okay, something. I, need
2: I also that. need the yes. visible one. I and like that acrylic to, one. Okay, I, need that I love too. that one because that, that way look. no one can, you know, it can't tell me. You can't tell me you didn't get the invite. You know. Yeah, that's it, that's what yes. i was
0: frustrated. Is I'm like. Because then the first thing he said is, well, I asked you what we had this week. Like, putting it on me. And so I got really frustrated and, like, really, like, lost my patience in that moment with him. And and later that night told him and said, like, I, I, need, to, like, I need to talk to you. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm upset about this. Mm-hmm. And he was very sweet. Like, he wrote me a note that next morning and was like, I'm so sorry about being No like, three-minute challenges for Mike. No three-minute <laughs> challenge for you, senor. <laughs> but it was like that. Like, that's like, it's that's things terrible. like that when I'm, like. That was like, that didn't have to happen. Yeah. That wasn't like, listen, I'm in a jam here. I have to work on Friday. I know we're going to bigger. That was like, you didn't tell... I wasn't thinking... Uh, when
1: I'm like, I yeah. told
0: you all this. Like, I did all this work already. And don't it's make- such
1: a big weekend. Aren't you kind of like, you don't remember this date? Like, this is yeah, such a like, big
2: thing for And it was also a slap in the face because, like
1: again, no, one else no is, respect
0: for the time uh, that you took in planning all of this. That's how it felt. Obviously, I'm it's not intentional. Mike's like... The, he's, he's a no, lover. He's the sweetest. It wasn't intentional, but it's like I'm my, those I moments. I'm so Mikey. Yeah.
1: I'm little Mikey. Just, your you can't get, yell at us. You can't, yeah. can't oh get mad at us. we mean well.
2: So but it's well. funny because this, I feel like I have such patience for my husband who has a ridiculous schedule and I always feel like, you know, we always say these things like, oh, if, you know, our husbands can come home after working long hours and they can put up their feet and like mm-hmm. chill out for a second, so why we can't we? should be we? able to, yeah. I, I, can't say that because my husband literally comes home, changes into his, you know, work, like, regular clothes, and takes the kids out to go play baseball, no matter if he just got home from a 10-hour flight, if oh he God. just it's got incredible. home from a board meeting. And so, like, he will do that. So, like, for me, I feel like I have to actually be the one that's upping my game in that category. And so my patience for him, I feel like, is very strong. I, I ha- my threshold is high with him. Yeah. But, like, last night was a great example. He came home from – last week he had been traveling, I think, six days out of the oh week, right? God. So came home – And yesterday was, uh, it's like the first week of school, so we're, you know, getting back into schedule, and like kids are going to bed right at 8.30, no time past that. Comes home at eight, have a beautiful dinner waiting for him. Kids are like, yay, dad's home. Literally gets a call from New York, and it's like, he's like, dude, it's, you know, it's 12 o'clock over there, they must need something. I'm like, I don't care, like, we need you. And I've never actually verbalized it, I never say that. Because I'm like, I know how much pressure he puts on himself to be here and present with us, so I get Mm -hmm. it, but, I knew in the moment that me losing my patience was actually making him feel even crappier about his situation, but I was just like, fine, go. Oh, no. Midst of by, He like took the call outside so he didn't have to worry with us like kind of talking low or whatever. No. And I locked him out of the house by accident.
0: Oh, by accident. By accident. Okay.
2: But I was like, did you leave? Because I don't see you here. And he's like, <laughs> oh, well, I'm sitting outside gosh. on the balcony and nobody, I think you locked me out. I was like, okay, I, okay fine. I'll come get you. you know? I
1: can't but, but, so but it's just funny
2: because I feel like I have to practice that patience with him a lot, but I do, it runs thin sometimes, you know, like I just, I can't, I can't. I'm like, you have to be here. You I need to, to
0: work here. on this more than I thought I did. I know. But wait, let's get to. Wait. My, st- I mean, is, the, yours, the, is yours like Phyllis annoying? Yeah, is yours like, like then Mr. We a didn't make eye contact at the right time, but then we hugged and it was fine. <laughs> then our knees touched, and all of a sudden, tell out. me
1: there was something bad, Brandon. I'm trying to think of. Instances. That's why. Do you like how
2: I was like, let's just go to the resolutions no, because it's Phyllis has hard. no problems.
1: No, I can be hard on him. So. One example is the poor guy will ask me the same question (laughs) over and over again. And he'll be, and I'll say, remember, like I just told you. And he's like, I don't know why you always say remember. If I remembered, I wouldn't have asked you. But one thing that we get into is if I'm on my computer, like I have blinders everywhere. Like I can't see you. I can't hear you. Don't talk to me. If you need something, like you need to like snap in my face so that I can like, you know, give you my attention. And so I will be doing something on my computer and he will ask me like what I'm doing and I am just like, Why does it matter? And he's like, Well I'm just curious and then I just just, wants to be a part of it. I just get annoyed because I'm like, It's gonna take me too long to, to go over things and then I lose my cool and the man gets mad and then I feel bad because he just wanted to know what I was doing. So, I mean, Oh,
0: no. my gosh. Yeah, that's like the sweetest version of all exactly. the stories. Exactly. That was kind of the nicest um, one. Did, did we, <laughs> when I was outside pretending to not lose my patience yes. with my husband, did we go through no. some of the things? No. I think we,
2: we were about to, no. do, and then you came back with, so, with Mike's story, story, so let's okay. go through them.
1: We have five takeaways, if you guys have your notebooks out. Yes. Five tips, takeaways that we want to give you, so you can practice your patience, and actually... Um, Ami said the first one. Right. Start, 15 uh, start 15 minutes, minutes early. early. We were talking about when I get you know, frustrated with Millie putting on her shoes and so forth. Sometimes you just have to account for like a buffer time yes. Yes. of yeah. things. So, it really
2: does solve a lot of problems, especially when it comes to patients. Starting... You know, for me, it's and, it, and it's funny because this actually falls into that self-care category for me. For me, if I'm going to feel more complete, if I'm ready, yeah. then I will make sure if that's, if that's what matters, I'll wake up 30 minutes early, have that cup of coffee, take a shower. Totally. Then I feel ready for the day. Yeah. You know, it's different for each person. That could be meditating. It could be cuddling. It could be yeah. so many things. But yeah, waking up that extra
0: 15 minutes I think is huge. Um, yeah, giving, just give, yeah. Giving yourself the time so that if things go wrong, you don't have to lose your patience because you've got the time so you don't have to freak out. Absolutely. Love it. You go next. I'll do you number two? Brandy. Yeah.
1: So in an hour from now, will this matter? That's a <sighs> good one. Sometimes you are so hyper-focused. And you know, I actually like this saying, especially since I'm in the newborn stage right now, I keep thinking like, three months from now, is this going to matter? Because as you guys yeah. know, when, you know, every, I feel like three months, it's, there's a new so leap and new mm-hmm. development. And right now we're in the baby stage. And so the baby isn't sleeping through the night and so forth. But I think about like, in an hour, will this matter? Right. In three months, will this matter? Like, are we getting worked up over something so silly? Um, and so, yeah, stepping aside and just kind of thinking about that. Like, is this even a big thing?
0: Yeah. I think that's such a good tip because it, it helps you realize whether or not you're reacting the way you are because you're just at your wit's end and you're losing patience or whether this is a big deal and this needs to be addressed right, right. now. Because sometimes it is. Something gets broken or something gets messed up or Rion puts his chocolate hands on the white sofa or whatever and it's like... Am I reacting this way because this is actually going to be a big deal in an hour or that I'm just, I need to remove myself because I'm having a moment. You know, I think it helps uh, prioritize how big of a deal it is. Um, So this one I really relate to because I always neglect it. And it's not until I melt down that I realize it. So we read something that said, eat, don't speak. Thirst and hunger have a huge impact on your patients. And for me, I realize that when I'm here shooting, I never have an appetite in the morning. So I don't really eat anything. And then I start shooting and we go, 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 and all of a sudden it's two o'clock. I haven't eaten anything except for some coffee, drank eaten or drinking anything but coffee, and my brain stops working. I feel like I'm on the verge of tears. The DIY's not working. My sewing machine thread's getting stuck. I've got to get the kids soon. And I like nothing goes right. Lose and it. I really, really lose it. The minute I eat, I'm like a new person. I mean, that's like, like, the hangry, commercials. Yeah. it really is. But to realize that, that maybe with our kids, we're running around all day. Them and us. Yeah. They might need something to eat. We might need something to eat. Think about it. They might need water. We might need water. Like, to let our brain function, we might just need those nutrients.
2: I say close to a third of the tantrums that I see is mainly because they're hungry, and they don't even realize yeah. it, right? But right. like once you realize, oh my God, we actually skipped a lunch today, or we, did, right. we didn't eat enough breakfast, that's usually at the crux of what that yeah. issue is. Yeah, and I've said that, one. you
1: just you guys both just said this, but I mean, when it comes to your kids, like thinking about the basic needs, have you met their basic needs? Are they hungry? Are they tired? Do they need nap time? Are they thirsty? Those are the things that we need to think about when it comes to ourselves. And even the old That's actually they are. my favorite tip. I, I yeah. can't, it's fine, too. Because <laughs> all of us get hangry. Well, no, yeah, that, it's true.
2: And you know what? And I will say, it doesn't age. It does not discriminate yeah. against any no. age. Because even at six, you would think, oh, our kids should be able to communicate to us, right? But like, they don't. Oh. Sometimes know, like just like us, we'll be going off ten hours, and then like my husband will somebody like, did you eat today? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? Yeah,
0: and he's like, because you don't because feel you, physically yeah. hungry. You feel fine. You just feel irritable. You feel, irritable. You, feel irritable. irritable. you know, i think they're going to ask.
1: They're they're not going to ask.
2: Yeah, and but but it's it's a fair thing to or it's not a fair thing to assume that they will tell you that right. because they're a certain age. Like I think, "Oh, obviously Millie is too little to like mm-hmm. communicate, "Mom, I'm hungry. Can you right. please make me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich?" <laughs> yeah. I think of course Rian should be able to tell me that. Of you know, he's old enough. It's yeah. like, no, he's actually not because I myself at thirty seven am not old enough to yeah. sometimes realize it. So For real. I, I think that's a very valid point. These things are sometimes so simple yet they need to be like reset yeah. over and over and over to really. Kind no, of that's hit a big off. one. I'm not
1: gonna forget that I one. I like that. I love no. this next one too that you you presented, Brandy. Stop, look, and listen. So it comes back to um, you know. Especially See what the heck is going on. Like, remove yourself from the situation. Stop and see what's going on. Listen to how you're sounding. Listen to what your child's saying. A lot of times they're trying to communicate what exactly is going on. And another thing is, like, it's sometimes it's not what's happening right now. It's what's happened right before the meltdown. Yeah. And actually, I was taking some notes about this because it happened with Mills. And I was like, wait a second. The intentional parenting is not focusing on the problem, it's focusing on what happened before the problem. Yeah. So what was going on before the meltdown? Were you on your phone and they kept asking you, mom, 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 and then you blew up, and then you realized, wait, I wasn't addressing what they wanted. They just wanted me to see something. They needed to, you know, they needed me to reach their water. I mean, there's so many things, so... Focusing on what's happening right before that. And a lot of that, like you were saying earlier, is a lot... Some of this is learned behavior, by the way. It is, yeah. I mean, I feel like all of us are learning this. I do
2: think that, you know, this isn't one of the things, but we talked about earlier, but like letting go a little bit, which Mm -hmm. is that you cannot be physically, mentally, anything. We try so hard to be more than one place at a time. Like, really just be present. Especially if you can't change your circumstances, right? Like, right now, you have to work at home, and the kids are home because it's still summer for them. Like... So, so let, let it be, right? If, if yeah. that means more editing when they are back in school full-time, then then so be it, right? Yeah. And those are the things that I think is really important to remember and just come to terms with because we we as parents, as partners, we just have different situations, you know? Everyone has a different situation. I, thought, I, I think that's a really good one. And then the last point I think was – We talked about. We talked about, which was just – filming yourself you know and I, it sounds crazy but, and not it, in a dirty actu- sense
0: but <laughs> the actually that idea actually came because we read something that talked about like if something happens like almost take a picture of the moment mm-hmm. as a way of being like this is going to be a moment in our little family story like right. whatever it is no matter how silly it is something about photographing it imagining texting it to a friend trivializes it a little bit makes it seem a little bit sillier puts it in perspective because if it's a big deal you know it because, yes. okay, I'm not going to text this with something funny. Look, this is something that happened. I want to share this with you guys. If it's something silly like, you know, Connor played baseball in the house and shattered a mirror, that's not the end of the world. That's I've got a, a kid that loves baseball and he played ball in the house. That's the funniest, like, little boy thing to ever happen, you know? So it's like it can help almost put things in perspective if you pretend – or really do, take a photo, pretend like you're going to text it to someone, and imagine the context of what the text would be following that. And also seeing yourself. like yeah, I, I'm glancing know? in
1: the mirror and seeing, like, what do I look like at this very moment?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: You just you look know, like Phyllis. Like the do- perfect little Phyllis that yeah. you are.
1: Okay, next time we shoot, I'm going to bring Phyllis. <laughs> Ooh.
2: I have
0: my Phyllis wig. You I'm, guys are ready for it. for it. I can't wait. You are not. All right, all right all all guys, products? we are getting
2: to our pro jokes. Who wants to start? I'll start because I really like mine. So, um, as I talked about before, I do my drugstore, 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 drugstore dealer dumps. I am testing out a new skincare line. It's that line, Versed. Have you guys heard about it from Target? Who What Where? That line, you know that one. Yeah, yeah. Who What Where? At Target, they created Versed, which is the skincare line. How do you spell it? Versed, like V-E-R-S-E-D, like versed. Oh, converse. Like well -versed. versed. Exactly. Got it. And um, it's all the rage because the Ordinary was something that was big, you know. By Decium. you guys familiar mm-hmm. with The Ordinary? And so this was kind of like the competitive version. Oh. Everything's okay. under twenty bucks. Ooh. Good stuff. So I was like, let me try this out. There's one product from the line that I am obsessed with. It is a cleansing balm. And now I don't know for me, like I know there are people that love cleansing bombs. I'm just not one of them. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. It's the oil one, you know, that you use prior to fixing oh, your face. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's you, almost like a makeup remover, right? Right, but it's a it's a cleanser too. Okay. So but you use it. It's like, almost looks like Vaseline, but it's like a milky, like gel type of thing. Got and then you put it. it on. So you use it without, on dry skin. This is by far the best one I've ever tried. And it's under 20 bucks. The packaging is cute. It's good. It's made with um, eucalyptus, uh, clove, and jojoba. <laughs> And it's made for all skin types, especially if you have dry skin, but it's clean, cruelty-free, and vegan. So it's great for... So you
1: don't have to baby. wash your face again after? No, you don't. Just okay. like whatever... Because right now I have one where... I do... Yeah. I, I mean, this is for another thing. I do double,
2: double cleanse. Yeah. I do double cleanse. But if you wanted to, this cleansing balm by itself, for oh those that God. just use it, like I... At nighttime, I'll use this and then I'll follow up with a little um, uh, cleanser. Mm-hmm. But with that said, you don't have to. Uh, I love it. It does the job for me. So, that's my little tidbit.
0: So, mine. Mine's actually more of a tip than a product. Um, I got, I did like an Instagram story the other day and I got like a thousand comments. People were like, oh my god, your eyelashes look amazing. And then I realized maybe I never gave that tip. So, something that I do when I do my makeup, regardless um, of whether I'm doing like a full face of makeup or I'm just doing a little... Right now is not a good example because I have literally no makeup on. Because um, she's naturally beautiful. Yeah, she's that stunning. No, I mean, you guys both came looking amazing, and I was like, were we planning a photo shoot? Because I've got my hair in a bun in. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> I heat up my eyelash curler. So I get yelled at sometimes by the makeup artists at work, but I do it. I will first curl them without heating it up. I just curl them a little bit before I put my mascara on. Then I do my mascara. Once my mascara is fully dried... I will warm my eyelash curler with my blow dryer, mm-hmm. warm it, and then I just touch it to my cheek, like I tap it on my cheek to make sure it doesn't feel too hot because the skin is. Because you know, if you burn your cheek, no problem. No, like it's not that hot, right? But you can like oh tap God. it on your cheek and feel like okay, it needs another second, or that's the right. You just want it warm. You don't want it hot, yeah. right? So touch okay. it on your cheek, feel yeah. when it's warm, and then I curl my lashes, and it's like a curling iron with hairspray. So yeah. Like it, the yeah. mascara acts as hairspray. The heat makes it like a curling iron, and they stay that. Do you know what like, right when you curl, and they look amazing. They stay like that until you wash your face at night. How and long have so you been doing that? Do
1: you do it all since the time? like high school? Yeah, it, your yeah. lashes always look I good. I don't and even so use the eyelash curler, and oh. I wonder why my lashes never look good. Oh, you're killing me. Because they just go straight <gasps> out. Yeah, but no. you have
0: really great. Lashes. I need to buy
1: an eyelash curler. I thought you were going to tell us the eyelash curler you recommend. Oh,
0: well, I use one by. Um, which you don't need. You don't need anything fancy. But the one I liked was by Tweezerman. Uh-huh. It's like you can get uh-huh. it at CVS next to the like tweezers. And I got okay. like a rose gold Tweezerman one. If you guys are Kevin Kwan like, has an amazing one, but it's expensive.
2: Daiso, the Japanese dollar yeah. store, dollar fifty. My faves.
0: Really?
2: Uh-huh. I'll bring you guys, two one. I like I like yes, the, oh God, the mob talking good.
1: Okay, so mine is inspired by the Home Edit uh if you guys know them oh yeah they organize yeah. everything you never and heard of the color edit? coordinate no. it oh my god okay hold on i'm gonna drop oh. some knowledge wait the order? home edit is
2: basically like these women are
1: amazing if they're listening
2: they, they to basically be reinvented organizing like home organization Stop it. yeah and then they've even Actually, created their own labels like it's basically the container yeah. store they <sighs> yeah it's amazing yeah oh so gosh. you'll just I'm start really getting,
1: getting instagram right home. now so if you look at their handle their handle is at home edit
0: at the home edit
1: Oh, at the home edit. Thank you. So, these ladies have inspired me to try to organize my home. But what I love is one of the products that they have is this Lazy Susan turntable storage container. So, it's this beautiful clear divider. It's a Lazy Susan. Yeah, actually, I've seen it in your stories. Use it for makeup. You can use it for anything. I actually keep ours in the refrigerator and I have a little label that says Millie Snacks. What I love is it has like, I think, five or six different compartments and I can put like, her applesauce her string cheese her crackers fruit whatever and then when millie wants a snack i can either lift her up or she can walk over to the fridge and she can look at, at what she wants and then that way i am controlling the snacks that she's able to enjoy um, a lot of moms dm me like my kid only likes to eat junk, and it's like, then don't buy junk, or don't offer them, or, you know, my kid uh, doesn't want to eat this, so my biggest thing is offering what you want them to eat, and a variety of that, so it's really cool, it keeps my fridge organized so that she always knows whatever's in this container is just for Millie, and those are her snacks, and it's really affordable, and you can get it either at the Container Store or on Amazon. Those are, that's an awesome
0: one. Love it. I like it.
1: it.
2: Love it. All right, guys. That is it. I hope that you guys enjoyed
0: this. If you did, dudes, can we ask you a fave? Please. Do us a solid. Do us a solid. (laughs) Rate the podcast. Write a review. Subscribe. Do all the things that really matter in the podcast. world. Tell all your friends. Yeah. Um, And screenshot this episode. If you're listening to our advice, screenshot it and share it with a friend that you think might like it. We'd love to know what you like about it, what you didn't like about it. All the information is super helpful, so please do share it with us.
1: And also, guys, we are super engaged on Instagram, so when you go to Mommy Group Pod, we are communicating with you. We will answer your DMs. We love hearing from you, so um, find us there. It's lots of fun. All right, guys. Oh! But Sonny Um, wants to say bye, too. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.